This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. Aristotle once said, the law is free from passion. Yes, I did take that from the movie Legally Blonde. That said, some judges see that compassion can and sometimes should be considered in judgment. Judge Dan Koval hears from Madisonians all the time who want to fight a ticket, often for parking. He's not only willing to hear you out, he's happy to do it. Welcome to Madison Municipal Court, Judge Koval presiding. It's Monday, April 10th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Judge Koval, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for making the time. So I've gotten so many parking tickets <laughs> this past year, and probably only one of which I didn't think was fair, but I never contested it. How does one dispute a parking ticket? As you've probably known, a lot of people have parking tickets and they uh, want to contest them for whatever reason. Sometimes it's because they don't know exactly what the law was that they violated. Sometimes it's because they feel the forfeiture amount is too high or sometimes they feel the signage was inadequate. So what you have to do is once you get a ticket on your car, it'll say on the back of the ticket, if you want to contest this ticket, you have to contact this particular agency, which is uh, enforces the parking tickets in the city. So that's how the process gets started. So I don't ever get the tickets for parking unless the person formally requests a court date to contest the ticket for whatever reason they may have. So if you want to contest it, you would want to go to like the city's website and appeal the ticket? Correct. On the back of the ticket, it'll give you um, the information who you have to contact in order to set that up. And then once they do that, what'll happen is they'll get an option of either pleading guilty, no contest, which is basically the same as guilty. When someone says no contest, that means they're not contesting the charge so that they're not going to dispute whatever evidence the city would have to prove the particular violation. So most of the time, people will plead no contest because they don't want to admit that they committed a violation or, or make any admission of fault. If they enter a plea of guilty or no contest, then at that time they can submit to me their reasons as to why they think this ticket is um, should be reduced or if, they, if I can do anything for them on it. If they want to dispute the ticket, then they enter a plea of not guilty, and then they get scheduled for what's called a pretrial conference, which is done over the telephone at an assigned date and time with the prosecutor, and then the parties see if they can reach an agreement or not during that pretrial phone conference. If they can, then the, the prosecutor files paperwork with me for my approval of their agreement. If not, then I set it for a trial at a later date and time. 
Got it. So there are a couple of ways to contest the ticket before full on going to court. Right. So so what you can do, first of all, is even before it comes to court, if you get a ticket on the back of that ticket, when you call that agency, you can tell them the reasons why you think that they should withdraw this ticket. And uh, most of the time they won't do it. Uh, they occasionally will. But most of the time they'll say that's you have to talk about that with the court. We're not going to make that call. Um, so most of the times if, if someone does want to contest it, then it ends up coming to me rather than getting resolved at that agency first. Well, that's what I heard is you're you're kind of the person to go to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can sympathize with a lot of folks because a lot of times people do have financial situations. A lot of, for example, I'll hear people who are working overnight and they have shifts where they're working overnight shifts and they forget for whatever reason to move their car when they're supposed to. And, you know, they have limited resources. So then we do offer, you know, obviously payment plans and we also offer community service options for people to do that. If someone wants to do community service, we let them uh, make the choice of what nonprofit agency they would like to volunteer at. So it makes it more something that they're going to be enthused about doing and then we will give them credit. So that's one of the things that's nice about municipal court that we have more flexibility to be able to accommodate people in situations and not have to always have such a prolonged procedure to be able to do things like that. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like most folks would, might not be aware of this. I'm curious, how do you decide what's the just thing to do in these circumstances? It's probably case by case, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it definitely has to be case by case. But what I'm looking at, if someone does plead guilty or no contest on a parking violation, I'm looking at what their um, reasoning is for what they want. So typically the person will say they want a reduction of whatever the total amount of their parking uh, case is. That's the, the, the norm. Um, and so then I'll look at, do they have a lot a history of priors? What is the reasons that they committed the violation? Did they have some plausible excuse while it might not be a legal defense, but it still is a mitigating factor. And then I, I listen to that and then I kind of make my decision based upon that. And I've also um, obviously talked to the city attorney's office, who's a prosecuting agency and told them, you know, in these kind of cases, this is kind of what my philosophy is going to be. Do you guys have any objection to how I do that? And they have told me that they don't. So that allows me some more freedom to be able to make those kind of choices um, on my own without always having to involve the city attorney's office in that process, which makes it nicer. Um, a lot of times, the other thing that people need with parking cases is sometimes what can happen is if you have a lot of unpaid parking tickets, the agency that handles the parking cases, not the court, can suspend your registration or your ability to register your vehicle because of those unpaid parking tickets. So sometimes that's what people are wanting to do is to have a court case so that they can get that suspension lifted and and that's easily for the court to do and then put them on a payment plan of some sort of community service option. Honestly, this is very heartening to hear. It's making me think of like Les Mis or Les Miserables, <laughs> the story about justice, right? And how right. it's not always black and white. And sometimes, you know, 
choices are made out of poverty or circumstance. You know, you mentioned, you know, the person that has an overnight shift or, or some of these complicating factors that maybe it's not a legal defense. It's nice to hear that that can be considered. In some cases, you'll get a, a lot of times, you know, there's that old saying, ignorance of the law is not a defense, which is true. But a lot of times um, the violations involved, you know, honest mistakes. Um, they're not, you know, people uh, blatantly deciding to park in a handicapped space, for example. You know, it's usually something not that blatant. It's, for example, they might be letting uh, uh, their handicap relative off, but then parking the car in the handicap without the person in the car, which is technically a violation. So things like that. Before I did this job, I did criminal prosecutions for nine years as a assistant state's attorney in Illinois outside of Chicago. So I dealt with a lot of, you know, serious matters, murder cases, rapes, things like that. And and these cases aren't that. These are kind of the often maybe the only time a person's ever going to have contact with the court might be through like a, a municipal court ticket of some sort. It could be a speeding ticket, a parking ticket, other types of tickets like that. And so people aren't really familiar with the court system. They've never had direct contact with it. We try to, you know, make that experience as positive as, as possible, even if they don't agree, agree with my decision, at least the person comes away feeling that they've had a chance to be heard. Most of the time, if people hear a rational reason for what you're doing, even if they may be disappointed with it, they're going to accept it and it makes the process go a lot, lot smoother. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Are there any like interesting stories or reasonings or excuses that you've heard for why someone wants to contest a ticket? Yeah. So if, if I'm going to talk about, let's say, for example, speeding tickets, a lot of times um, what people will say for speeding tickets is that they had to speed up because this other person wasn't allowing them to merge into traffic or, or change a lane. And Technically, you're you're supposed to slow down if you have to, not speed up. So a lot of times, <laughs> pe people sense. think that's the, the defense to their their <laughs> charge of speeding, and it's really not a legal defense. Of course, you also hear you know defenses such as you know there's extreme bathroom situations. So someone said they had to speed up to get to a bathroom, or else it was not going to be pleasant inside the car. Things like that have come up, <laughs> and then on a building code case. I had, I had a landlord who owned a, uh, a number of properties and really wasn't particularly taking care of those properties, wasn't following the ordinances to make the properties the way they should be. And his excuse for that was that he was trying to create more low income housing for the city. If he had to make improvements and get his properties up to code, then he would have to raise his rent so that he was doing his part to try to make Madison more affordable for housing. We have a lot of strange um, arguments that that's for sure. But as you, as you know, since this is kind of like 
similar to like a people's court situation where most of the people do not have attorneys. Um, they're representing themselves, in, except in more serious cases like drug driving and some of the building code cases. So a lot of people don't know the different rules. They don't know rules of evidence. They don't know hearsay. So for legal reasons, a lot of documents sometimes that people want to bring in are not admissible if the other sides object. So what we try to do is create a lot of forms, both on our website and when we give people them in person, that break down in not as much legalistic terms what can happen at a trial. So if you're coming to a trial, don't bring letters. They'll be hearsay. It's not like in criminal cases where you can do depositions and interrogatories and things like that. The discovery is pretty much limited to the police report or the report of the citation and the list of witnesses. It's not as extensive as you can get in a lot of other types of litigation that you might see. So theoretically, the idea of parking tickets is to deter folks from, you know, breaking the rules and, and breaking uh, parking regulations. Do you think that parking tickets are really doing the job we want them to, that they're changing people's behavior. Just speaking from personal experience, I just kept getting the exact same ticket and I just knew I was going to get it because of the way my schedule was and when I had to move it. And I just took it as, you know, I'm giving money to the city. I'm doing my part. <laughs> I just had to accept it. Yeah, sometimes I think that that is true. I think a lot of people feel in their situation, like it, like we were saying before, if they're working a late shift and they can't get out to move their car in time, they have to make a decision and, and they often do like, you know, am I going to risk getting this ticket and maybe having, and having to pay this or am I going to have to stay on my job and, and not do that? And so a lot of people do make that conscious choice that they're going to have to, you know, do what they have to do or they're sick and they can't get out and move their car or something like that happens. When I first started doing parking tickets, they would be a lot lower than they are now. Over the years, the city has kind of bumped up the um, minimums and the maximums for a lot of the parking cases. So, you know, if you get a, a snow emergency or, or an odd side parking, now it's 40 or $60 a ticket. So it can add up. There's a rule that a lot of people aren't aware of that you have to move your car every 48 hours. I'm very, very, very aware of it. Yeah, that that's a common one that people get that they don't move that. And then what will happen is if you don't move your car after 48 hours under the ordinances, it's deemed as an abandoned car. And then the city has the right to tow it. So, yeah, I mean, t parking tickets have gotten a lot more expensive in those situations. You know, you're going to have to pay like a 75 or $80 tow fee. You know, that's basically something the city has to pay to the towing company under the contracts they have. So I don't have as much wiggle room on lowering a case when it's a tow case because the city has to pay a company to do that. But in all the other areas, um, if it's not towed, I usually will have some discretion. I'm curious, how much discretion do you have as a judge to determine outcomes? So each ordinance will have, like any law, even criminal laws, will have a minimum and maximum penalty range for that particular violation. I can't unilaterally do that on my own. So that's kind of the, some of the constraints I have. But usually with parking tickets and some of the other tickets, the city attorneys and the prosecutors are more flexible because these aren't, as I said, these aren't criminal violations, they're ordinance violations. So there's no jail involved, no prison involved with, with our cases. Do you think that this is the the ticketing system is effective if if people aren't changing their behavior is it more like 
attacks. <laughs> Eventually what will happen is when they have to go register their car every year, they'll get a notice that'll say, hey, you have all these unpaid parking tickets until you get on a payment plan or set up something with a court to resolve this, you're not gonna be able to register your car. And then uh, obviously you can get tickets for that, which are even higher than a parking ticket. So usually that's when people will start to deal with their parking tickets is when it gets to that situation. That's typically when I see people requesting to do something. And so you're, you seem kind of like a loophole from people not having to go to court. Ever since the pandemic, all the court systems had to go to kind of a more virtual types of court. We're trying to make it uh, less onerous for people to do it since these are not criminal cases. So if you got a parking ticket and you filed a court case, you could then, you know, enter your plea by mail or email or phone and say, hey, I want to contest this case. Can you set it for a pretrial? And of course, we have information on our website and, and, and forms that explain all these procedures in, in basic terms as much as we can. And then that person doesn't have to take off of work to drive downtown to enter a plea, doesn't have to get childcare doesn't have to pay for parking, things like that. And then if they do want to do a pretrial, then they can, again, do that remotely over the phone with the prosecutors. And then if they can't resolve it and it has to go to a trial, we give people the option. They can either do a trial via Zoom, so it's on a video, or they can come in person. And I find that, you know, the majority of people prefer to do their trials via Zoom because, again, they don't have to pay the expenses to go downtown and park, make as many park arrangements <laughs> and get another parking ticket. Right. I mean, that's actually happened when I've had parking court where the people will say I have to get out or I'm going to get another parking ticket while I'm in court. You know, it's there's a lot of anxiety when you have a court case. So it also makes people feel, I think, a little more comfortable to be doing it, you know, in their own bedroom or their kitchen and their own comfortable surroundings. Judge Cobalt, you, you sound so considerate. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, you know, the, it, the Madison Municipal Court, it really sounds like you all do things differently. Can you talk about, you know, what you're most proud of in terms of the work that you're doing? When I first came in, one of the things that I did, which was I'm proud of and was successful, is I used to have truancy cases where, you know, a child is is unexcused from school and they would have to leave school and come downtown with their parent or guardian and then, you know, talk to me about truancy. And I would have nobody from the school there to really give me feedback about the situation. We changed the policy and I, I started going into all the, the, the four high schools in Madison during the daytime when the students were there. And we would have the court session just in a conference room with myself, the student, their parent or guardian. And then I would get feedback from people that actually knew what was going on in the kid's life. So there would be the school nurse, a social worker, counselors. And it was a, a lot better way of handling truancy cases than having them come to court. Well, Judge Cobalt, 17 billion cheers to more humanity in the justice system. Thank you for giving us your time today to talk about parking tickets and more. And thank you. And actually, um, when I got this invitation, I did do my research and I've listened to your podcast and your show is very entertaining as well as informative. And so I'm, I'm very pleased I was and honored that you asked me to participate with you. So thank you. That's Municipal Judge Daniel Koval.
We'll share the link to the website where you can appeal your tickets in our show notes. And here's what else Madison is talking about. Speaking of justice and its many shades of gray, Governor Tony Evers has pardoned 159 more people. It brings its total number of pardons to nearly 1,000, mostly individuals with low-level offenses like drug possession and theft. He says, quote, Each pardon recipient's journey is unique, and each deserves the opportunity for a new start. And hey, if you're looking for something to do this week, this Wednesday, April 12th, there's a neat film screening hosted by the Arts and Lit Lab. Filmmaker Courtney Stevens will present a documentary called Terra Femme, which looks at the female gaze around travel and media. Stevens will also live narrate details of her own adventures into the archive and personal relationship to that process, as she was called to make the documentary after getting a troubling diagnosis and quitting her job. We'll throw a link in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share it with that friend who's always getting a parking ticket? Maybe it'll help them out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, I'm going to leave you on this AI-generated poem about Madison. Madison, O oh fair city of lakes and students, breeze carries your charm. Hear, hear. Bum, 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 bum.